you guys make it look like a robbery that got out of hand and permanently clean the place out of Blood Kings. And once we take it over, we fix your car up with some upgrades. Sound good? I'd feel more comfortable with a guarantee. We don't know how many guys are in there. We don't know how ammoed up they are. We almost lost one of our guys in the last run. If we're gonna take this risk for you, you've gotta put yourself out for us. Oh, okay, how about this? Usually we make a deal and start doing the legwork, casing the joint and figuring out the resistance. What if you gather some intel on the chop shop for a while? Then come back to me once you have a better idea of what you're up against. We can make a deal then. We've told you what we think is fair. We have enough things to do around here. If we take time to do this, we're not doing another job. We need to be paid accordingly. I can't pay you just to spy on them. Two of us could scout the place out while two of us are resting up, at the very least, and we can get some intel on this place to make a decision. What do you think? Could you give us a car in the meantime, Rabrat? Hmm. It would be easier if I could loan you guys some motorcycles. Is that okay? Do you have one that can fit me? Yes. Well, all right. If you guys are with it, then I'm with this deal for now. Okay. Motorcycles for now, and then chop shop for some amount of free repairs later. How many motorcycles do you need? Three motorcycles ought to do it. Okay, three. And one is retrofitted for trolls? Yeah, that would be best. All right, I can arrange that. Take the motorcycles, go about the chop shop, tell me everything you find, and let me know what you think will be fair. Can do, chummer. All right, we got a deal? Yeah, what she said. For now, yeah. Okay, shake on it. I reach out and I shake Rabrat's hand. Ooh, wow. I reach out hesitantly to shake his hand. I roll my eyes and look off to the side and stick out my hand. All right, let me know when you're ready to make a deal. The deal, the big deal. You guys can come to our current shop shop and pick up the bikes there. How about that? Okay. That works. I'll just send you the address. Okay, and there you go. I get excited because I know how to check my incoming mail. Come on by anytime. We'll have the bikes ready for you. All right, sounds agreeable. Wiz, see you later. See you later, chummer. Thanks for the bikes. I say excitedly to Hez and Drager, I called him chummer. I used the word chummer. You did. You you did. That's right. You're catching on. It's good. I pat Kurt on the head. Hey, Drager, while I was inside the black jug, I was looking at places to live. Oh, yeah? We, we, need, we need a place to hide. That'd be good. Do you have... Do you have some leads? Yeah, yeah, Hez just showed me how to use the comlink, so I got plenty of leads. Kurt gets out his comlink and opens the window with all of his housing finds. They are all obvious clickbait or advertisements with a separate page full of fine print. Um, oh, these sound too good to be true. I don't know. I think we should... Let's try to search from scratch, what do you say? I use the comlink to look for... Of residences within a 10-mile radius. I look dejected. Drager applies his appropriate filters to his search and examines the findings. There are no houses or apartments that meet his criteria within a 10-mile radius. Uh, I'll put in the same search and stretch the parameter for 50 miles. A few locations south of San Francisco pop up. Kurt scratches his head and turns to Hez. Hez, what did I do wrong? You can't always believe everything that comes up. You have to take a while to look through the results. Oh. I really like that one with the big windows overlooking the city that you didn't need a credit. (laughs) I saw that one every time I was looking. 
Yeah, the one on the 26th floor? Yeah, I've seen that one plenty of times. The penthouse for cheap. Oh, man. What I wouldn't give to be on the 26th floor. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Too bad that's probably, what, 12, 15k a month? Maybe more. Don't worry, we've all fallen for these. What floor are your listings showing, Traeger? I tap on the ones that are in Hunter's Point and take a look at the details. One listing is a room with five shared rooms with two to three people living in each room. One listing is a single studio apartment high up on the 27th floor of some slummy-looking projects. These options are bad, but they're the top two on Drager's list. Well, this, there's this one of the projects in 100 Point that looks, uh, looks like it could work. It's a studio apartment. It's, you know, it's, it's quiet. What floor is it on? Well, it's, it's higher up than that other one you've been looking at. It's on the 27th floor. Can you believe it? Yeah, you can't beat that. Let's go. Yeah, there's no view, but hey, I mean, you're that high up. You, you're looking at, you know, not, it's not a gorgeous view, but it's a view of, uh, it's a view of Hunter's Point, at least, from, from way up there. So, you want to do it? Let's go check it out. All right. Do you know how to get to Hunter's Point? <laughs> I got no idea. If we're going to keep doing these sort of things, I need to up my game a bit. I can see myself doing more shadow runs in the future. Speaking of which, let's split that new yen. I have some items in mind that I think might help surveillance of the chop shop. Okay. How, how did we want to? How did we want to split it, dude? Do you want to give me a share or not? So, we never agreed to give you a share, but you helped us out, and you know, I, you, you guys are the only people that I can trust out here. So, how about this? We give you the share, but when we take down Blakely, you get us back. All right. I suppose that sounds fair. I agree. I remove the cred stick from my pocket. I program it to meter out 8,750 new yen to each of us. I can't wait to bring this back to loose. Everyone sets up their cred sticks to receive funds. Almost immediately, their individual account balances increase significantly. I look at my cred stick confused. Kurt is used to the tightly controlled rules of the Arcology's own form of currency. This is the most new yen he's ever possessed, since he's only been dealing with new yen for a few days. I look at my cred stick and smile. Wiz, call me if you need me. Be careful out there. Always. Yeah, be safe, Jet. Bye, Jet. I walk away towards my bridge. So are we going to go get the bikes now? Well, uh, I mean, we... I need my car. I can't I can't ride a bike with my busted... Look at my arm. It's mangled. I can't, I can't ride a motorcycle like this. You don't know that because you've never driven one, which means... You probably shouldn't go get a bike either, I'm thinking. Oh. I'm, I'm worried about your safety here. Look, I got my car. We can put it in autopilot. We can just drive to the place and and check it out. We can pick up our bikes later. All right, Drager. I'll take your word for it. Just just trust me. Yeah. We're living together. Why would I lie to you? Kurt and Drager begin walking towards Drager's car. I get in the car and sit on a blood stain. Oh, wait, Kurt. You should... Put something down on that seat. I pick up a piece of cardboard off the alleyway, set it on the seat, and sit on it. Thanks, Hez. I reach into the dumpster and find a ruined raincoat, and I drape it over my seat and sit in it. I set my car to autopilot, headed to Hunter's Point, to our new apartment. Bye, Hez. Good luck out there, guys. See you soon. I hope it works out for you. Oh, we'll make it work. Ah, the 27th floor. 
27th floor. The car autonomously lurches forward to Hunter's Point. Hez watches them leave as she stands alone outside the black jug. Excited to finally have a chance to get that motorcycle. And with more money than I've seen in two years, I hurry to the bus stop to head to Rabrats. Drager's car pulls up between two spray-painted cars on cinder blocks in the parking lot of an enormous, depressing building seemingly made out of only concrete, which blends into the gray, overcast sky. Somebody on an upper floor is leaning out of the window, stylistically spray-painting somebody's name, probably his own, on the building's facade. It only adds to the eyesore. There is heavy graffiti outside at the floor level, with fewer random tags all the way up at varying levels of artistry from colorful, stylistic words to amateur scrawls of line drawings, profanity, and offensive imagery. The building is a mess, and the rest of the neighborhood matches. Well, here we are. All right, so what do we do now? Before we, before we head up, I want you to take a look all the way up there. You see up there? I gaze out the window at the tall building in front of us. That's where we're gonna be. Your view's gonna be way the 27th floor. All the way up there is your view, right? Just keep that in mind on your on, on the walk up the stairs. I don't think there's an elevator in that place. We'll find out in a second. I get out of the car and follow Drager. I lock the car up and begin to head inside, looking for the main office. Kurt and Drager approach what appears to be the reception office door. I knock. Hello? Yeah? I open the door and walk inside. I follow Drager inside. An overweight female orc sits behind a tiny desk, typing at a tiny computer with a tiny fan blowing her thin hair to the side. She finishes what she's typing and looks up. A disappointed look briefly flashes over her face before returning to its normal, angry resting state. What you want? Uh, we, we saw there was a place available on the 27th floor. Is it still open? Yeah, it's open. You want to see it? My eyes light up. Right away. All right. The receptionist rummages through her desk and finds a massive ring of key cards. Follow me. I follow. I follow as well. The receptionist walks past the elevator that says out of order to the stairs. The stairway is narrow and tight. Everyone must walk up single file. They walk past the fifth floor. It's a lot of floors. They walk past the tenth floor. This is a... Hey, how many more? How many more? At the twentieth floor, the heavily panting orc stops and leans against a wall, blocking the path. Hold on just a minute. I smell the orc's B.O. It is not good. She walks through a door into the narrow brown alley of the 20th floor, tightly lined with apartment entrances. There's a nearby alcove with a vending machine. She walks up to it, slots her cred stick, then presses two buttons. Moments later, a small hatch opens and a tray with a cold soda comes out. She grabs the soda, opens it, quickly chugs it down, crushes the can in her hand, then drops it on the floor in front of the vending machine. Why'd you guys need to go to the 27th floor? Because it's higher than the 26th. Why did you have to have one available on the 27th floor? You got, you got anything lower? They re-enter the stairwell and continue their oh, ascent. Oh, my, le- my legs are starting to give out. Just two more floors. Oh. We'll be there. They reach the 27th floor and enter the hallway. 
She approaches three apartment doors that are suspiciously close to each other. She swipes a keycard at apartment 2704. The door unlocks and she tries to enter, but the door seems to be stuck. She leans into the door with her shoulder and the door pops open, revealing a small, dark room. Upon entering, there's a small kitchen to their right with a microwave, hot plate, refrigerator, small sink, two cupboards, and about two square feet of counter space. The only thing separating the kitchen from the living room is the kitchen floor changing from tile to carpet. The carpet, looking like it may have been light brown originally, is now thin and dark with splotchy stains that seem to be spilling vertically up the stark, cracking cement walls from the floor. Black stuff, probably alive, seems to be creeping in from every corner of the room. The ceiling fan seems to be a bit lower than most ceiling fans should be, looking like it will just narrowly miss the top of Kurt and Drager's heads as they walk underneath. There's a dirty vent on one of the walls, but, much to Kurt's chagrin, there are no windows to be seen. Flimsy LED lighting strips partially illuminate the room through the creeping black gunk. A prison cell might be a comfortable upgrade from this apartment. Well, hey. Hey, Kurt, what do you think? Huh? Yeah? Well, it's better than a car trunk. <laughs> it's better than a car trunk. Just for now. You know, we can save some bucks here. Well, hey, we're 27 floors up. We're kind of safe up here, right? No one's going to want to climb all those stairs to get us. You know what I mean? Think about that. That's true. So, you guys want it or not? How much is it a month? 1400 How much? It's 1400 a month. New yen? Is that, uh... Is that negotiable at all? Maybe? Uh, that ain't negotiable with me. I don't write the price. Uh, alright, alright. What do you think? I got, I got 700 if you got 700 We gotta have a place to sleep. It's not a car out in the middle of the road. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I get out my cred stick and look around quizzically. All right, you guys gonna take it? Yeah, we'll take it. I, I, I take my cred stick out of my pocket and show it to her. She gets out a small electronic pad, inputs a few commands, and hands it to them. Read this contract, sign at the bottom. There appear to be 70 pages of small print attached to the contract. I look at it confused. I sign it quickly, date it, and give it back to give it back to her. She takes the pad and hands it to Kurt. I follow Drager's lead and sign it. Now touch your cred sticks to the pad. I touch my cred stick to the pad, like she asks. I try to look as confident as possible while mimicking Drager's movements. All right, it's done. Room's yours. She hands them both a key card and quickly walks out of the room. Fourteen hundred due in one month. Goodbye. Wow. Just like that? Yep. Just like that. Place is ours. We should, uh, we should probably get some mattresses or something to sleep on. We can't sleep on concrete. Where do we get mattresses? Well, for starters, 27 floors down out there in the really real world, we should get in my car and go find some. Or, unless you want to start knocking on doors and look for one. We need mattresses and we need food too, right? Like. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? Yeah. We need food. Wasn't uh, there a vending machine? This saver central. It's not too far from here. You want to head over there? Yeah. Um, as long as we get something to eat, too. I'm starved. Kurt and Drager lock up the apartment. I head downstairs to the car headed to Savage Central. (sighs) 
man, I hope that gets easier. Yeah, let's. It's gonna. It's gonna be better, you know. We'll be. We'll be fit and healthy. Just really. Yeah. Yeah. Fit and healthy. Fit and healthy. Fit and healthy. On the other side of the city, Hez exits the bus and walks up to an old house. I head inside. Before she gets a chance to walk in, two guys hanging outside walk up in front of Hez. What are you doing here? I'm here to see Rabrat. Rabrat? They look at each other. One goes inside while the other one waits with Hez, his hand resting on a bulky object inside his jacket pocket. A moment later, Rabrat comes outside. Oh. Hey, I remember you. You here for the motorcycles? Yes, that's why I'm here. All right, follow me. Hez walks through the door. The house is in disarray, with gang members lounging on all the available dirty furniture. They give her suspicious looks, staring hard into her eyes. Picking my way carefully through the detritus on the floor, I look at each face and everything I see around me, noting everything that I can remember. Various drugs are out in the open on a table, ranging from cram to deep weed to BTL chips. Rabrat walks her to the back and opens a door to a garage. Tools are all over the place, with seven motorcycles lined up tightly next to one another. Judging by the specialized equipment and posters on the wall, it looks like a shop suited solely for motorcycles. Rabrat walks Hez to the last bike in the lineup, which is larger than the others. All right, this one's been converted for trolls. We, uh, we no longer have a troll in our gang. He looks to some other guys who are in the garage and they look down, mournfully. But you can use it for now. Do you know how to ride one of these? Yeah, I've done this before. This ain't my first rodeo. Rabrat presses a button and the garage door opens. You can use the last guy's helmet. He reaches for a bucket helmet and hands it to Hez. She can see there's some dried up blood on the inside of the helmet. I give it a sniff. It smells like old dried blood and troll hair. Besides some minor surface scratches, the helmet appears to be in good shape. I tuck the helmet under my arm for now. Rabrat gives Hez the keys. Thanks, Drummer. I slip the keys into my pocket, grab hold of the handlebars, and then proceed to walk through the alleyway, out the fence, and into the street. Bye. The gang members outside watch Hez with peculiar looks on their faces, a combination of remorse and anger. I don't notice the glares. I'm just happy to have my hands on this bike. I look to one side of the street and then the other. I put the filthy helmet on my head. It's a small sacrifice to pay for this beautiful machine. I insert the keys, hop on, and start her up. Unable to hide my smile, I head off in a random direction down the street, enjoying the look of the buildings as they fly by, enjoying the feel of the wind as it rushes past me. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Drager is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tomaso. Is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Justin Krupp, Mackenzie Paulus. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, 
please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. 